Hey man, this episode contains dangerous words and dangerous ideas. If you don't like swearing, then you should turn it off now. Sad. How you going? Started in a market. I think someone licked a bat or patched a monkey. Oh, how original. Hands with a kid. They're really snotty. Yes, yeah, so. It's literally gone viral. Oh, material about COVID-19. How original. Don't say don't I panic. suppose you make a joke about toilet paper now. So I'm going to build a time machine and go back to grade six. Fatuous nostalgia. Suit, the kind that really fits with a soft and woolly hoodie. Okay, Pulled okay. over my head. Okay, shut up. Okay, yeah, we get it. You're yet another white middle-class male using this lockdown as, quote, an opportunity for personal growth, unquote, as, quote, an enforced period of creative development, unquote. You just, quote, had to do something in these troubled times to express yourself and reach out and communicate with other people, unquote. Well, no, no more. Let's take it away. One, two, three, four. This is a new podcast thing. Oh, 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 oh. This is the new thing to the podcast. Yeah, have a blast. I don't even care about your stupid system, man. Come on, multinational corporation band. Yeah, you sit there. <clears throat> Okay, thanks for that. Uh, hi, everyone. How are you going? This is Frankie Walnut. Uh, this is the final episode of season one of New Tracksuit. Lame. I hope you've been having a good week. Meaningless um, platitude, anyone? Uh, I had a pretty good week, uh, just hanging around at home and... Making bullshit art. Well, uh, Bullshit! Well, I like it. If it's not challenging existing power structures, then why do it? Yeah, I get that. That's a, that's a valid point, but I'm not really trying to do political stuff. Ah, everything is political. Um, and now it's time for the good news. Escapism. News. Yeah, get news. Good news. Good news. And I'm doing this one. Turn it, echo. Turn it, echo. Uh, actually, let's leave the echo on. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the good, to the news. good news. My name my is... Name is, is you, you actually, actually yeah, yeah, turn, yeah, turn, yeah, turn that, turn that, turn that, turn that. Hi, my name's Veg Beverage, and today is just another day in an arbitrary series of dates on a calendar that was invented by an arbitrary person. Here are the good news headlines. Good news. There's no sport, so the sheep will have to stay at home and think. Good news. Globalization, not for now. Sorry, New World Order. Good news. Boris Johnson's recovered. Good news. Not good news. My friend Sherman the Vermin and I have just started a new collective, arts, music, fashion, called Snot Trough, and we're going to blow your mind. Good news. But that's enough now of this stupid good news escapism. I'm going to tell you the real news if you can handle it. As someone said in some sellout Hollywood movie, Can you handle the truth, man? Well, can you? Because I'm going to tell you the truth about COVID-19. Truth bomb. Truth bomb. Truth, truth, truth bomb. Truth. You can't handle the truth. In this episode of Truth Bomb, we're going to go deep into the facts on COVID-19. Fact. Mainstream media reports today that cats in New York have contracted the coronavirus. Fact. In late 2019, a production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats toured mainland China. Fact. One of the cities it performed in was Wuhan. Fact. 
Tickets for the Wuhan production of Cats went on sale June 21, 2019. The first detected case of coronavirus was November 17, just four months later. Question. Why the delay? Fact. Bill and Melinda Gates are white and rich, therefore they probably like musical theatre. Fact. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are always trying to come up with solutions to big epidemics and pandemics and stuff. Question. Do they stand to profit from these cures? Question. Did they have a deal with Andrew Lloyd Webber? Fact. Bill, Melinda and Andrew Lloyd Webber are all part of the billionaire elites. Question. Why does the mainstream media keep saying it came from a bat and not from a cat? Could it be that they got confused because it rhymes? Fact. Cat rhymes with bat. Answers. We need answers, and we need them now. It's a matter of life and death, 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 death. Truth bomb. Truth, 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 truth. Okay, I get it. Your head's spinning. We'll take a deep breath and adapt to the new paradigm. For we have entered a zone of truth-telling, where we tell the truth regardless of the consequences for our personal well-being. Okay, hey, how you going? No. It's good to be... Piss off, mate. Nobody wants to hear it. Okay, let's have a song. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not the song, just a jingle to the song. True. Disrupt, disrupt. Song. Okay, before I mention my new collective, Snot Cough, or whatever it was called, I don't even care. Names are so shit and cliche. We might as well just have a number plate. Actually, yeah, that's it. It's a number plate, and it's called... 4718XQ4. That's the name of my band. Names are just totally constructed devices anyway, used for marketing purposes. Oh, put it on my t-shirt. Oh, why don't you sell me that? Okay. Who even cares, man? Here's a song. It's about truth. It's about power. Yeah. Hey, Australia, wake up. Do you know who your prime minister is? Let me tell you. We, we, the people, the people, the people of Australia, the people of Australia. Yeah, we, we know, we know what you did, know what you did, we know what you did, Scotty. In Angadee, in Angadee, in Angadee, in Angadee. Check your dax in the back of Maccas, check your dax in the back of Maccas, check your dax in the back of Maccas. Down, in Angadee. Australian, Australians, all let us for Barnaby Joyce. So we are down and free. Truth to Power Man, that was the latest track by our collective. We just dropped it. We were called a cough vomit or something. No. Uh, sorry, what's that, Sherman? No, no. No. Right. Sherman the Vermin's got something to say, everybody. Listen, testify, Sherman. No. Uh, no. Sherman, what do you mean, man? No. No. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I didn't get into this game and listen to you, mate. You've sold out. This is bullshit. I was making music in the bloody Joe era when the stakes were high, dickhead. I agreed to be part of this collective because I thought we were doing music that matters. Yeah. Like truth to power. We were doing that. It was no, a, it wasn't. Yes, it was about the it Prime was Minister. some bloody juvenile shit about someone well, was, defecating in their trousers. Yeah, I knew it was juvenile. Have you ever read fucking Nietzsche? <laughs> Have you ever read fucking Kierkegaard? <laughs> have you ever read fucking anything? Yeah, of course I have. Oh, yeah. You've read fucking... 
can Harry Potter yeah. own or which house am I? Always going on about which house am I? It's a seminal text. Oh, maybe I'm Slytherin, maybe I'm well, fucking Dumbledore look, bugger. It's interesting. Fuck. It's got its basis in psychology. profiling. Typical fucking consumerist creator psychological need, then fill it. Look, admittedly. Okay. I'm taking over the podcast. Here's a new theme. Didn't adjust your set. Podcast. Just adjust your mind. Podcast. Anarchy. Podcast. Denied. Denied. The Cold War. Consume, consume podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast on No Shimmer. I've been keeping it real since 1970. I've been keeping it busy, beautiful song. Get like this. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not a song, this is a jingle to the song. Song. No one warned me what had happened. Sticking to me principles. It's easy to be punk rock when you're 17. Bloody invincible. But when you hit 58, being punk rock's not so great. I can still maintain the rage. But it was twice the fun at half the age. I've lived in this house since 1986. We were kicking against the pricks, throwing bricks through phone box windows. How many housemates have come and go since then? Three generations of punks, no old Sherman. And one thing's for certain. In this lounge room, I'm the king. Look at that record collection. That's a life's work. And my retirement. Then fuck vinyls come back in. You know what I saw the other day? In Kmart? A t-shirt. Said punk rock ethic on the front of it. Punk rock ethic. Kmart. Yeah, punk rock ethic. How does, how does, how does grown-ups drink milk? I put it in my coffee. <laughs> what is the elephant's favourite word? E. Because the elephant starts with E. What is monkey's favourite smell? Red on toast! <laughs> they get pickles, 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 giants like monkeys on toast. <laughs> what is monkey's favourite smell? <laughs> Milk drink! <laughs> <laughs> Because, because monkeys 
like tipping milk out and drinking it. <laughs> what does the watchdog eat? Watson! <laughs> what is Carl's favourite thing? Hi and welcome to the Europunk podcast. So fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Hello, how you going? I'm talking here to old man Punk Sherman Zaverman. He's really cool. Oh, Hi, Sherman. Oh, How you <laughs> I just want to say, as a young person who loves punk music. It's really cool to find an old man who lived through some very interesting punk era in Australia for the listener who might not know what you tell. Yeah, I lived in uh, Queensland under the Joby Elke Peterson. Uh, oh, yeah, we studied him at scale. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would because yeah. it was uh, one of the yeah. only examples of a modern, modern police, police state. state. Yeah, and this is laying the groundwork for a really cool punk scene. Well, it really meant something. To speak truth to power Yeah, speaking truth to power is really cool You know, for having a wrong haircut You could get bloody arrested in Queensland in the early 80s I'm not joking You're not joking, it's true I heard someone say that But yeah, I played in numerous bands uh, You read that book, Pig City? Oh, Pig City, that's a funny title Yeah, that bloke, he wrote about a lot of them, my contemporaries uh, Degrassi fuck pig and uh, complicated shag Fungus. 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 Got a P on the front. Fungus. Fungus. Yeah, fungus. They were a band of yarn pagan like. Fungus. Lead singer. Yeah, Pfungis. Jan Pfegeleg was the lead singer, yeah, right, cool. Yeah, Jan Pfegeleg was one of my best friends in the Brisbane scene. You personally knew Jan Pfegeleg? Yeah, Jan and I had some killer times. Oh, I bet. Uh, we used to have this system called Anarchy oh, Points. Anarchy. And, uh, <laughs> he got like 15 Anarchy Points for kicking in someone's letterbox, oh. you know, brick through a uh, telephone booth with window, uh, oh, we'd dear. get, uh, you know, 100 anarchy points. If you cut yourself uh, with a razor blade, you'd go... Man, that sounds really very punk. Yeah, well, <laughs> Too punk for me, I think I would probably just not do that. Well, you know, we're young. And, uh, yeah, I'm really young, but I just would not do that. Well, I guess that's what set us apart from other people. Yeah, I think it's just very silly to abuse the public property for no reason, well, public man. property is... Uh, it's, a, it's part of the infrastructure, mate. It's part of the system. Yeah, but who are you really hurting? Hurting the bloody system. Not true. You're hurting the person who has to clean it up. Yeah, you don't get it. You're not what I thought you were. You are really uncool. You're uncool. And thank you for being on the podcast. You're most welcome. Fuck you, punk, 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 punk. Fuck you, punk podcast. Yeah, see you next week when I'll be talking to middle-aged punk man from the big Green Day band. Tribute show. Let's delve into the canon of what some probably dead old white man said in some quote that's been in some stupid book written by it. Okay. Quotes. When I was 15, 
All I wanted to do was to be on the dole, at least until I became a rock star. Being on the dole was pretty much the coolest thing I could imagine at that time because all the coolest kids I knew had left school in grade 10 and gone on the dole. Stick, Chook, Fix, Roach and Greg, they were all on the dole. A few of them played in bands and the older kids played in this punk band called The Grim Rippers. They were Toowoomba punk stalwarts. It was a dream to be like those guys, to live in a share house and live off the dole and play rock and roll and rehearse in your lounge room. I think being on the dole in the late 80s, early 90s was perceived differently to how it would be now, at least in the circles I travelled in. In fact, you could almost say there was a time on a tradition of bands going on the dole to finance their lives while they toured endlessly, making no money until they made it. At their first ARIA's acceptance speech, the band Powderfinger thanked the uh, Commonwealth Employment Services for providing their dole checks. The dole was a lot easier to get then too. On my last day of grade 12, a guy came to assembly from the dole office and told us that we'd all better go down and sign up for the dole just in case because it took 13 weeks to come through and you didn't want to be caught short. Anyway, that dream of mine to be on the dole and play in a band came true. Uh, I was on the dole for several years playing in bands and I justified it to myself by trying to be as serious about music as I could be between all the naps. Years later I was living in about my 25th share house playing in a band and we were even signed to a little indie label in Brisbane. But then they brought in this thing called mutual obligation. See, mutual obligation was the government's way of cracking down on welfare cheats and I think it had come after the uh, episode of A Current Affair where Ray Martin stalked this doll bludging family, the Paxtons, and they became the most reviled family in the country. One of them wouldn't cut his hair to get a job. I respected his conviction. Up until mutual obligation, you only had to fill in like three different places you'd looked for work every fortnight to get your dole money. But now you had to do a dole diary. You had about 20 different places you had to look every week. Trying to dream up 20 places every week that you'd look for work and look up their phone numbers in the phone book was really hard work. But in the end, they caught up with me and I had to go and have a meeting with this bloke to ask me why I was such a long-term unemployed person. And I said to him, uh, oh, no, I'm not an unemployed, I'm a musician, I'm a professional musician. And he says, but you're not professional, you're not making any money. And I said, oh, no, but I'm going to be. I mean, haven't you heard of Powderfinger? This guy had no idea. Anyway, he said unless I wanted to be cut off, I had to do this uh, new dole bludger course they had going. With this new government policy, it seemed like overnight thousands of new businesses had popped up to help dole bludgers like me find gainful employment. My particular job seeker agency had been set up in a disused community soccer club on the other side of town. It looked like the kind of operation that could pack up and leave really quickly if it had to. I, along with about 15 classmates, had to attend a two-week employment course here, and it was run by a bloke called Jeff. Jeff looked like Special Agent Dale Cooper out of Twin Peaks. Jeff was a lovely bloke. 
He told us he knew how tough it was because up until he got this job helping us find work, he'd been unemployed for seven years. On my first day, Jeff greeted me at the door and said, Come in, mate, come in, welcome, welcome. You're a muso. Come on, I've got someone I want you to meet, mate. And he led me across the room filled with desks and there, sitting on the other side of the room, was uh, my mate Vaughan. He had to do the doll bludger course too or get cut off. And his band was also signed to the little indie label that my band was signed to. Vaughan's band played metal and Jeff was ecstatic about this. It's like, oh, nothing I like better after a day's work than having a few bourbons and listen to anthrax. Anyway, under Jeff's guidance, we set about getting ourselves employed. The little soccer club was set up with a fax machine and some personal computers that we did our CVs on and some telephones that we used to ring up prospective employers. I overheard a lot of really, really awkward phone calls. Phone calls made by people who sounded like they hadn't spoken to another human being for years. People who sound ashamed and embarrassed just to be asking for jobs. It was difficult to listen to. But there were success stories. One day, Jeff and a few of us were out having a cigarette and uh, we saw this young girl come across the oval and Jeff says, Oh, here comes Janine. She's one of our success stories. Janine wants to be an actor, so we hooked her up here. We got her a job singing those telegrams when you knock on someone's door and say, Happy birthday! Uh, So, yeah, that's the kind of thing we do here. And Janine was lovely. She'd just come back to say hi to some of her classmates and thank Jeff for helping her out. And after she'd left, uh, Jeff turned to us and said, Jeez, I'd like to see her naked. Anyway, not long after this, I got a job. Staying unemployed had become just too much like hard work and the pay was shit. But now, any time that unemployment comes up in the news, and it has been a lot lately with the fallout from COVID-19, any time it comes up in the news, I think about those people in my Dole Bludger course. They were all really, really nice people. There wasn't a prick among them. And they might not have been the best at selling themselves, putting their best foot forward but really with the exception of me and Vaughan they all wanted to work and I hope that they got to but I'm really happy for any unemployed person whose doll just got doubled as part of the stimulus package because for years now they've been punching bags for politicians and people who are paid to have opinions it's like being paid to have an arsehole and yes there will always be Dole bludgers like me taking advantage of the system. But I want to tip my hat and raise my glass to the brave men and women who've found themselves through no choice of their own to be unemployed and possibly unemployable. And that brings me to my quote today, which is a quote from modern philosopher Alain de Botton. Goes like this A snob is someone who takes a small part of a person and uses that to come to a complete vision of who they are. Well, this is the final episode of the first season of Frankie Walnut's new tracksuit. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I've enjoyed making it. It's been a real learning curve for me. Um, 
there's going to be another season, season two, pretty soon. Probably have a couple of weeks off and then start up on that one. But for now, let's have another song. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not the song, just the jingle to the song. Song. And every week I've been playing one track off the upcoming Frankie Walnut EP, Leaving the Country Behind. And this is the final track on that EP. So if you have all of the podcasts, you have the whole EP now. Um, I will be releasing it on the streaming services soon. This song is called Compromise. Yay! To the mic, under lights like a bird in flight I'm light like a feather, force like the weather Peter Pan in Never Never, but my hook's a lot better Alive like Eddie Vedder, you're dead in the water Washed up like a poo in a U-bed Has more friends than all your friends I'm at the end of my tether My flow is so dope, you can only hope I show mercy Cause when you throw down with me, the law's Murphy's Word perfect, I'm ugly like Mike Tyson But fighting with rhymes, Dyson Like Nigella, slicing ice and a cake Your one mistake was even coming This rap battle's won and I'm taking the time Having said that, I'm not after a fully blown confrontation. I think we can both agree the violence doesn't get you anywhere. Probably what's best is if I just outline my grievances with you in an email and we take it from there. Compromise! With age comes compromise! Like when you walk into a room and forget what you came for. Yeah, that's what I'm in the game for. Compromise. I'm the mature-aged rapper. I must remember to uh, stop off at the grocery store on the way home. I roll up to the club with my whole damn crew. Yeah, it's Saturday night tonight. We're going to howl at the moon soon. The tunes are loud and booming and they're filling the whole room. And we're all feeling superhuman. We forget the doom and gloom because we mean business when we party. Come along with us when we party. Got this fitness when we party. Take no prisoners when we party. Bartender, be my saviour. Pour me up a Jaeger or a tequila slammer. Actually, better just stick to beer, you hear? Um, you ever notice how a hangover can last for two to three days as you get older and you feel all sad and stuff? I think what I'll do is alternate my alcoholic beverages with water. I've got an early start tomorrow. I like to stay in control. Compromise. With age comes compromise. Like when you lean in for a hug and end up with a handshake. Yeah, that's a deal that I've made. Compromise. I'm the mature age rapper. Am I getting too old for hip hop? Am I getting too old for hip hop? Yeah, cause when I jump up and down now, my hip pops. Mm, and if I don't take it easy, I'm gonna need a hip hop. I still got it. A shout out to the ladies. A shout out to the ladies. A shout out to the ladies in the front row. Wearing your tops low. Shaking your body to the beat. I see the need and I feel the heat. Are you a tease or super freak? At your sexual peak. Let's not be meek. We'll meet and greet. You're so fine. You're divine. I'd love to make you mine after the show. Go and party like it's 1999. So take off all your clothes. That was a bit forward of me. A bit disrespectful. And don't you think it's a good idea to get to know somebody first before engaging in physical intimacy? I mean, does anyone really enjoy waking up next to a stranger? Not me. Awkward. Nothing's going to happen anyway because I'm in a long-term relationship now, quite committed. She's great. Now we're even thinking of having kids. 
they say that makes you a more well-rounded, less selfish person. And, you know, I think there's probably something in that. But it's a big step and I've been burned in the past. Quite painful. Compromise With age comes compromise We'll throw your hands in the air like you just don't care Oh, like you just care a little bit Compromise I'm the mature age rapper Compromise, I forgot the words Any other thing? Senior moment Not to worry that was a Frankie Walnut track, Compromise, off the upcoming EP, Leaving the Country Behind. That actually was going to be the title of the EP, and it was going to have a picture of me looking at a cow's bum. Get it? Um, so, yeah, like I said, this is the last episode of the season. Going to have a break after this. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you're feeling like you're motivated, please go and review this on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I mean, I've reviewed it. In fact, I'm the only one who's reviewed it. I gave it five stars, you'll be surprised to know, and I know that it's a big step to hear me say go there and review it and then actually do it. I know there's a, that's a universe between those two things. But thank you for listening. I do really appreciate it, and I can't wait to do season two. It's going to be completely different, I reckon. This final song was recorded live in Canberra on the night of the leadership spill where... Julia Gillard was ousted by Kevin Rudd after having ousted him previously. Right, This happened five minutes before I went on stage and needless to say you could cut the air with a knife. Um, a lot of the people in the audience worked in the public service, it being Canberra, and I think they were very generous given that a lot of them had probably just lost their jobs. It's called Not Ace and uh, thanks again for listening. Take care of yourself. Have an awesome time. See you soon. Who likes Rudd? <laughs> that lady. <laughs> who likes uh, who who likes Gillard? <laughs> wow. Oh, not that guy. <laughs> and and what about uh, Tony Abbott? Did you say look out behind me? That was good. It's like Panto. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh well, it's a sad night for you, most of you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, I'm just. It's a coincidence that I'm in Canberra at the same time. <laughs> I wasn't there either then. I wasn't there then. My childhood? Anyway, I come from Clinton Vale. Population six. It would have been seven, but my mum was out doing the groceries on the day they took the census. If you had to tore down half the houses in Clinton Vale, we would have had half a house. <laughs> One year, my Uncle Bernie came to stay. The town's average income halved. 
crime rate tripled. <laughs> but when I was 10, my family moved house to a new town and I had to leave all my friends behind. My friend. Yeah, my old man told me that on my first day of school, I should think of the nickname I'd want for the rest of my years there. Then when I introduced myself to the other kids, I should say, Hi, my name's Frankie, but my friends call me... And then I should say the nickname. So I thought about the name a lot in the week before school. And finally I come up with the name Ace. Yeah, Ace. Sounded cool. Sounded like the leader of the gang. Ace, he sounded like a guy who wore a leather jacket and carried a comb. A guy who was good on a bike. A guy who plays by his own rules. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Ace. Boo. Sip, baby, do, boo. So anyway, first day of school rolls around. Come around a lot quicker than I thought it would. I have to tell you I was nervous on that first day. Really bloody nervous. My mum packed me a lunch and combed my hair and kissed me on the forehead and said, you'll be fine. My dad, as I walked out the door to catch the bus, he calls out, don't forget the thing about the nickname. So I turn up at school, see this group of kids hanging around near the bike racks. These kids look like movers and shakers, the pace setters, the tastemakers. So I took a deep breath, I stuck out my chin, I acted like I didn't care. I walked up to him, I said, hi, my name's Frankie, but my friends call me. Just then the biggest one of them cuts me off and yells out, skinny leg. <laughs> Little red-headed guy next to him chimes in, dick face. <laughs> guy behind him says, ass face. Skinny leg, dick face, ass face. That was my name for the next 10 years. Not ace. Not ace. Not ace. But skinny leg, dick face, ass face. Dick face, ass face. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I get it. Rude words. Oh, so clever. Shut up. <laughs>